This is Sage Talking. If your brain is ready to soak up some natural, informative, and no BS knowledge, then you're in the right place. Join me in talks about nature, people, health, sustainable businesses, and everything in between. You won't miss out on the occasional politics and interviews with ecopreneurs either. P.S. I want to know what you want to know. So send in questions or topic requests on my IG at thrive underscore by nature. Hey, and thank you for being here. Hey everybody, today I'm talking to Desi Georgieva, um, who is the co-founder of Goodity Marktplatz, and which is a platform which helps small Austrian businesses to sell their products during COVID-19, and also of the Golden Hour, which purpose it is to make sustainable fashion the new normal. We talk a little bit about um, what it means to live sustainably in your everyday life, um, if it comes to conscious fashion, food shopping, or just what you clean your house with. So lean back and enjoy. Hello, Desi. It's nice to have you on the podcast today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Stella. <laughs> yeah, um, I uh, wanted to know because, um, first of all, how's are you in Austria right now? Or I saw that you're on holiday or something, right? Um, I am fortunate to be in the Canary Islands right now. So. I relocated here for about a month now and yeah, it's just um, a place to get my thoughts together and find um, even more inspiration for my current projects. Oh, that's nice. That's great. Um, well, yeah, if you're, if you're talking about your current projects, I saw... <coughs> Um, because you're the co-founder of uh, Goodity Marktplatz and also the Golden Hour, which um, I, I looked into a little bit. And um, because I saw that, um, for example, Goodity Marktplatz, um, where you help uh, small Austrian businesses um, to sell their products online during COVID-19 and the Golden Hour, um, where the purpose is to make sustainable fashion the new normal. Um, can you tell us a little bit about these two projects and uh, why you're involved with them? Of course, sure. Let me start with the golden hour. Um, I started the golden hour as a blog in 2017 and it came as a result of, um, you know, years of um, wanting to contribute in a way to a more sustainable world, but I didn't really know where to start. Um, I mean, of course, in my own life, I was sustainable choices and doing a little bit here and there at home but for example I was a big fashion consumer because I was always passionate um, I had this big passion for fashion and for dressing up and for you know expressing oneself with fashion yeah. so this was for me um, a big struggle and a thing where things just didn't add up and I had this one point in 2017 where I watched um, a few documentaries. One of them was The True Cost. Um, it is a documentary about um, the conditions in which our clothes are made um, in countries such as um, Bangladesh and uh, the pollution that the fashion industry causes. And once I saw that, that I just couldn't go back. There's this quote that I really, really like. Um, it goes something like, um, give everything for the giving because it hurts not to by David Data. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. And I remember at this point, it 
was just hurting too much not to switch completely and to change uh, my life and to um you know start advocating for sustainable fashion and stop consuming um yeah conventional fashion so i guess that was the point where i started and in 2020 um it was just simply a time where we were spending a lot of time at home and I had the chance to, you know, think about um, more things that I always wanted to do, but didn't have the time. So this is when I also started my own podcast. It's called Sustainability Issue, and it's about sustainable fashion and mindfulness. And yes, I listened into that already. It's awesome. It's really great. I'm also going to, at the end, link it down below. So to everybody who's listening now, if you want to check it out, then you can just cl- click the link in the the description because I think it has a lot of great topics for anybody who wants to know a little more um, about sustainable fashion because I think that's a, a very broad topic and it's great um, because many people are very confused about this topic like greenwashing, sustainable materials and so on so I think that's great that you're doing that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I do interviews there as well but I also really tried sometimes to just dive into topics myself and research so I can get even more you know yeah deeper into the topics yeah um, yeah and yes this was also um 2020 was also uh, the moment goodity was born um and it's actually a funny story because me and uh, one of my co-founders um we know each other from our master studies um in vienna and we always wanted to found something together we both care about sustainability uh and we were thinking about the starting a sustainable fashion brand so we had even booked a time uh yeah i took taken holidays in march 2020 to go do research um for you know eventually starting a fashion brand together and that is when the first lockdown um hit in austria Mm-hmm. And then we were both stuck at home and we were talking on the phone and we were thinking, okay, what are we supposed to do now? We have holidays and like, what can we do? Well, how can we help society in this, in this moment of super uncertainty and nobody knows how long this is going to take? And then we decided to start a platform that can allow uh, small businesses to super easily create a presence online and start selling their products. And yeah, this uh, worked really well. It was received so well, um, very quickly. Uh, More time, either we have to try it um, in another time or some other way. But I'm I'm so sorry, I can't even explain it because this has never happened before. No. This is so weird. No, don't worry. Yeah, I also have no idea. I mean, I know that Anchor is very, very popular to use. I don't use it personally, but um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know why this happens neither, but yeah, let's just. Know, what what does it say on your screen? Um, because here it always just stops and then it says um the recording is over. What does it say on your screen exactly? Yeah, so it immediately just rolls me out and says create an account and I can you know put my email and name and password and just wants me to create an account. That was happening. Okay, that's because none of the other people uh, I have interviewed um, has had an account before, so I don't know what the deal is with that. Yeah, um, should we just uh, continue and see if it does it again, and then just um, I don't know reschedule or something if it happens yeah, once yeah, more? Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. Let's try this uh, one more time. And... Okay. <laughs> um. So 
Yes, the the last thing, <laughs> the third time he said again was um that um goodity was just um a good service like for the public giving back um to small businesses and that that's the way um you you started it kind of. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We just wanted to basically help you know those small businesses that um had to close shop during the first lockdown and they had no idea how long this was going to happen. I mean, probably, you know, also on social media, um, everything was about, you know, supporting your local communities. And indeed, I think I started to think much more about, um, you know, actually the people next door and the shop around the corner and they started supporting each other so much more. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Goodity was definitely super well received very quickly. And yeah, we got a lot of um, popularity, so to say, yeah, very quickly in the first few weeks and months. Yeah, that's great. I think it's a it's a great idea. And um, from coming from that, um, first uh, I would like to talk um to you a little bit more about like the fashion aspects because that's a lot of um what you personally do. Like um, what is if for example also in sustainable fashion and what is your opinion on like the want versus need debate in fashion um like making people also think about not just what they want to buy um but also do you think it's important even if someone is buying just sustainable fashion to say okay what do I really need and consuming less even if it's sustainable fashion what is your take on that yeah absolutely I think so often so often we um buy so much more than we actually need and i know for a fact that often this buying behavior um does not even come from the need for anything new at all but it comes from so many other you know needs <laughs> in us yeah. that are not fulfilled at the moment or you know we're taking emotional decisions like for example i don't know we had a good day at work we need a reward we stop by you know a shop and buy something new or we had a bad day and we want to you know lift our mood but in fact uh you know this is very toxic behavior which i've had in the past as well and uh, it doesn't definitely does not lead to you know being satisfied in the long term and for me um you know fashion uh has a lot to do with mindfulness as well and I talk about this um, in my podcast as well because in fact um, it has to do with uh, you know thinking about what we put on our skin where do the things come from yeah. because um, the skin is in fact the biggest organ of our body right and yeah. everything that we put on the skin has a direct impact on us and on what is inside and when we put you know all this toxic things that uh, are in fabrics sometimes, um, then they can be very har harmful for us. And the other aspect is the humanitarian aspect. So how are clothes actually made? And do we want to contribute to fashion being made in this way? Yeah. Um, because I know if we knew and yeah, if people knew how things are made, they would often just simply not want to support this business. But the thing is that offer, often we don't know or we close our eyes because it's more convenient or it's easier or it's too painful to know actually yeah, definitely. Um, yeah yeah and i think also um 
like once you really open your closet and as you said with mindfulness it is like opening your closet and actually looking at every single piece in there and then saying okay where does this really come from what actually from the beginning from for example even just cotton from where it was grown on the field to where it was harvested and how much water was used the chemicals where it was sold all the people who worked on this garment what actually how did it get into your closet and i think that's very confronting for many people so as you said they close their eyes and they don't even really want to know and um yeah so in in that aspect what do you specifically look for when you buy clothing is it more secondhand sustainable um, recycled materials what is most important for you yeah just going back to what you said it's incredible that actually every 10th person on earth works in the fashion industry as you say from you know growing the crops to the production of the fabrics to the um sewing the clothes then and that's really a crazy number to think about and thinking about all these people and you know what conditions the things have actually been made so yeah what i look for first of all um i always go back to my wardrobe and look at don't i actually have something that um in there already kind of shopping from my old wardrobe because so many times we end up buying things uh, that are similar to the things that we already own and we don't even think about it and maybe in fact there is something in there that we can mend or you know repair or anything like this um and then um i like to buy things secondhand because it's actually um crazy how you know how many cool and nice things uh we can add to our wardrobe when buying secondhand and they're you know unique and things that we don't um usually find in any other store there are also super useful apps that you can use right now and oftentimes you can even shop you know um, new collections of uh, certain brands secondhand many times the things have not even been uh, worn and this is very, very useful. So I use apps such as um, Vinted, uh, Vestiaire Collective. It's a little bit, um, you know, yeah, like more luxury, luxury yeah. items. Yeah, Willhaben in um, Austria, Germany, super useful. You can even set notifications and really, really look for specific items. So for me, this has been a total game changer. And in fact, you can sell your old clothes um, on there as well. And that's also yeah. something great. So um, for you, most important then is kind of like circularity, like keeping it in the loop and not wasting um, much, much clothing and not really um, buying too many new things. Is that right? That's true for me. That's definitely that that is where I start. So I always look for secondhand first. In fact, even when I like something from a sustainable brand i first go on one of those apps or on yeah. all of them and look whether i cannot find it secondhand because then obviously you use even less resources but i realize that for many people this is you know simply a lot of time um and then they are looking for an easier solution so then obviously when you're looking for um simply buying new clothes what you can do is just do a little research and go on the website and see what they do um, in fact 
for sustainability and for uh, making sure the working conditions in which uh, the clothes are made are, um, you know, uh, good. And so, yeah, that's really, really helpful. And, you know, mostly you can easily uh, distinguish greenwashing from actual sustainability when you go into read a little bit and figure out is it um, do they really disclose you know how they do things how the prices come together which are their factories or do they just you know say a few keywords and that's it yeah that's uh, definitely always a big thing yeah and do you do you feel that many people are aware of how bad fast uh, fast fashion is or not enough like um maybe you're even a person who like talks i don't know do you talk like also to friends family um do you like um discuss things like that with them what do you feel is the general um like awareness for this topic yeah it's a good question because indeed um when it's a good question because oftentimes i think people who you know use their voice to be an activist and so on they do start living in this little bubble in social media where you hear um, over and over the same things around you as well and you follow the same people and you think, oh, things are changing, people are aware. Um, but in fact, maybe um, it doesn't represent reality completely. Um, still, I think people are starting to think about it more and more the pandemic definitely made us think about it more as well because on the one side we saw how quickly our individual behavior can change things like for example you know the fact that we were simply not allowed to travel uh, from one day to the next in march last year how quickly nature on so many places in the world starting started to recover so yeah. yeah, I think this was simply one thing where it's a small thing, but you can just see that, in fact, you know, what we do does matter for the planet. Um, yeah. On the, on the other hand, we saw so many things get worse, actually, um, with, uh, with regards to humanitarian problems in um, countries such as Bangladesh, uh, China, where the clothes are made. People were not simply not being paid and uh, many big corporations would cancel orders that had, they had placed before the pandemic. Um, and so this caused so many people to stay on the street and stay without a job. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I think... Um... Yeah, but I think they're definitely, as you said before, um, if you follow like many people who are into sustainability, because that's what you're going to also attract and look for more if you are interested in the topic. But I think it's true that you can then sometimes forget that there's just still um, a huge lack of education and awareness on topics like this, because you can still see that fast fashion brands um also really some of the most cheapest ones you can find um are just still like hauls on instagram and youtube for these companies are still a huge thing and many people still don't understand what fast fashion actually does to people and the planet so i think that is very true um that you sometimes underestimate it if you only follow people um that really are in like this sustainability space 
Yeah, yeah. And I think so many small brands actually, except for really struggling because their costs for producing, um, you know, clothing the right way are so much higher. And still, they also see their role as an educator because, um, yeah, because they know and they realize that people need to be educated in order to, you know, start taking the right decisions more and more and vote with their money for the brands that do things right. Yeah. So oftentimes they do this um, work. And then I think one important thing for people to be more aware is making things easier for them and making the barrier to entry to sustainable sustainable fashion market easier. And one thing that uh, I see that is great is that more and more innovation is happening in this space. And for example, there is a great platform um, it's called Renoon, and I just recently um, talked with uh, their founder and their platform where you can simply find a sustainable fashion products very, very easily. And they're categorized and um, yeah, it's very easy to find and shop them. And I think these are things that just, you know, make it easy for um, normal people yeah. to <laughs> yeah, shop more sustainably. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's really important to also make it accessible and give kind of um, a good overview, overview so people kind of uh, can orientate themselves a little in this space and also realize that uh, what people are not realizing is that for everything else, like for the cheap clothing, that's not normal prices. They're actually underpaying for everything, for, for the garments, um, for the workers, because those prices are actually not what the norm should be, but they're just um, the result of exploitation and um, pollution. So they're not actually the normal prices that should be a benchmark. It's just what people are not realizing. So again, as we said before, it's just also buying less and better, I think is always a good thought to have in mind. Yeah, totally. I agree completely. I mean, we've just lost track of what is normal and what is not. And in fact, when you think about it, it's not normal to um, buy clothing for the same price that you buy a sandwich because, yeah. the, you know, these Definitely. things take such a long time and so many resources from the earth and human labor to come to life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, um, now that we've, because we kind of wanted to make this a little about um, also daily sustainability, which fashion is, yeah. of course, a big part of, um, what, um, because you're vegan, right? Yes, yes. That's... Okay, so um, what would you say, like, um, what do you do for, like, sustainable food shopping, like, lower waste, um, vegan, organic, you say are, like, three tips for everyone who wants to get started on a little bit more of a sustainable, like, food shopping schedule? Yeah, um, okay, great question. In fact, I think um, becoming vegan is one of the most uh, the best decisions of my life so far uh, and still I lately I try to just um, avoid a little bit this you know um, label or at least not push it into uh, the conversation like all the time all the time because I, mm -hmm. I figure that um, it decreases the barrier of other people to switch if you you know don't like turn it into this label that you just need to have because I think so many people are just afraid of this um, having to be perfect in case they decide to do it 
Yeah. And I just don't want people to be scared of. <laughs> uh, other than that, what do I do? Since I became vegan, I uh, actually discovered so many foods that I wouldn't know about before. And my diet has become so much better and my skin has become so much better. And what I do is I often go to uh, local markets. Um, I live in Vienna and on Saturdays we always have markets and I use this as a great activity. Um, I think there have even been vegetables that I discovered that I didn't know about earlier as well in the markets. Um, yeah. And it's really nice to, you know, just uh, have a little conversation with people who actually grew your vegetables. I think this is something amazing. And I think this is something that we totally forgotten about. We, as with clothes, we forget where our food comes from. Yeah. Um, it's in a way, you know, going back. Do you um, then also, if you say you, you go to a market, um, what are like things um, you do, for example, then produce, vegetables, how do you take it home? Do you use produce bags, things like that? Yeah, I use my own bags and they are so accessible right now. And I'm really, really glad that this is becoming more mainstream right now because now in almost every supermarket you can get um, some reusable bio cotton bags for your vegetables. And so basically you just carry your own bags with you and it's a great feeling in the end uh, too because you know you go home you take out your vegetables and there's no plastic that you need to get rid of yeah as opposed to you know be bringing home uh, a bunch of trash together with all your um, things that you're buying and I think this is simply yeah so much so much so much better it's like a peace of mind in a way yeah i think this is also one of the easiest um things uh, that you can do and also actually um at like a big uh, commercial grocery store that we have um when you weigh your uh, produce and um things like that on the scale you actually have um you can choose if you have um your produce in one of these plastic flimsy bags that you get um off this roll where you just put your produce in um if you have it in your own reusable net or if you're just taking it with you loosely and um, without any packaging and i think it's great that it says that on the scale and you have the option to pick and to really um because people who are picking like for example the plastic option it's more of a conscious reminder um yes i just picked the plastic i took it off the roll and now i have to kind of um press the button for it you know it's kind of more of a conscious reminder that you have these options um for making a more conscious choice um when you're buying your produce yeah yeah totally yeah and and regarding you know making choices i like to go to the bio supermarket as well um in austria and uh, often enough i would say it's not um more expensive to shop there and there are always you know these um vegetables that for example are i don't know um, on sale because uh, they are have been hanging around there for a while but they're still in great condition so i think yeah it definitely be um not expensive to buy um bio um organic yeah, yeah yeah exactly And um, yeah, and then when I go to a normal supermarket, which uh, happens sometimes, then I simply look around and I buy only the vegetables and fruits that I am able to buy without 
plastic and without the packaging. Like I would simply not look for uh, at the ones that are covered in plastic at all. Yeah, um, totally. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to support that. And yeah. yeah, for me, it works out perfectly. Yeah, I think even sometimes normal supermarkets, um, I see this sometimes, um, we also have a local one, they put out like an extra box um, where fruit that or vegetables that are like not that pretty um, and um, that are a little older or maybe overripe and um, that they put in there for half price. And I'm like always the first person that kind of dumped the entire box in yeah. my cart because I think it's like awesome. For example, also bananas that are overripe, you can just peel them, freeze them you know you have so many options with all of these things and um, I think also the standard that these stores are setting for um, like pretty foods and making it all look nice some even yeah. spray them with water to get this fresh look you know all these yeah, marketing totally. things are so crazy if you think about it um, tomatoes get thrown away if they don't have um, the right like redness thing. Yeah. It's, it's just insane so I think uh, th that is definitely a thing that people have to reprioritize prioritize and um, kind of be more conscious of the food and that's as you said going like to markets and things and actually talking to the people who have grown your food it's just um it's just bringing you closer again um to the whole concept of like growing food and the distribution i think that's also a great thing to do yeah totally and i mean just seeing these vegetables in the market they look totally different so perfectly imperfect and yeah like, i don't know um, like real they look yeah. like real yeah, fruit exactly. and vegetables yeah. yeah they smell different so yeah, yeah. awesome <laughs> that's true yeah. um what do you think um would you say because you said you feel like also in organic supermarkets um it's not always necessarily more expensive and what do you think is maybe something you would tell someone who um thinks that like this whole vegan organic maybe low waste but is on a budget maybe a student for example what could you kind of tell a person to take a little bit of that fear of having to say okay i'm spending all my money on food yeah I would just say, you know, stroll, take a stroll to the uh, local market and look around because there's no way there are no um, vegetables and fruits that are, you know, um, sold quite cheaply for sure, even at the markets that are usually more expensive. And then go to the supermarket and just look for the things that are on sale because there's always something that's, that's on sale and that's still like uh, great yeah so yeah that's what i would say i would say just load up on natural wholesome foods that have a lot of water content because that's great for your body so as much of that as possible yeah i think also um along with the fact that like some people are also scared of going vegan for example for um, monetary reasons but if you even think about switching for example then tomorrow potatoes and beans and legumes it's actually a lot cheaper often than many people think and I always tell people like today the recipes and ebooks on on vegan recipes and meals there are like you there are thousands of different sources so I think that's really nothing people shouldn't be scared of anymore because there's so many tutorials and recipes and books like that so I think that's really a great thing that everybody should like try maybe even just for a couple of days yeah absolutely and in fact um, the reason why meat, for example, is so accessible and it's so cheap, uh, the only reason for that is that it's subsidized. So, you know, yeah. producers are allowed to sell it so cheap. The 
price of a hamburger that's cut from a, coming from an animal is supposed to be i don't know i don't remember but like 100 euros if you're paying the actual price of that being produced for you because it's you know this is like an animal that needs to be fed and yeah it's really yeah. really a long way when in fact uh, we humans can live um a perfectly yeah well and healthy life uh, by you know eating plants so yeah yeah at least try to you know um reduce it try one or two days of being vegan and uh, see how your body feels because i think it definitely makes a difference and it yeah it does and i think it feels better and once you've started it you can't even imagine going back so i think i'm like once you've overstepped this threshold and gone vegan you feel completely contempt with it and um it just feels so much better and you can't even imagine like doing it another way it's not like you're missing anything i think that's always a good thing to remember for people who are kind of scared or thinking they're going to sacrifice too much yeah yeah absolutely no no what, i think yeah yeah and um what like um for example um what would be a tip or something you do to minimize food waste in your home because i think that's also a huge um in like the food category um a huge problem mm-hmm. yeah well what i try to do is buy as many things as possible without packaging so going through to the markets or just buying everything plastic free And then the rest I recycle as much as possible. Like, for example, yogurt and all kinds of other boxes and jars. I buy uh, things in jars. And also I go to the zero-waste stores. I'm very lucky to live in Vienna. So we have a bunch of them, you know, around my house. But you can bring your own jars and buy everything from pasta to nuts. um, Yeah. You know, yeah, in your own... um, containers and that's really really cool and um, yeah and then I recycle the rest of the bio trash as much as as much as they can so for example what I do is first of all I collect all the bio uh, things and put it in the freezer so I can just uh, throw them uh, away with the bio trash later mm-hmm. and then what I recently found out that is amazing is I use the banana peels for watering plants and i cannot recommend this trick enough my plants love it so much they have been growing like totally crazy with (laughs) banana peels i've never heard of that it's actually amazing so you simply put banana peels in water and you keep uh, the jar in the fridge for i don't know three four days and then you water your plants with it and it works magic they just love it (laughs) That's great. Well, everybody who has plants, then there is a good tip for you right there. Um, And um, because you said before you freeze like your food scraps, like um, banana peels and maybe um, food that has gone bad or something. Do you compost then in a way like home home composting or or something? Yeah, I still haven't tried that. In fact, that is amazing. And that's definitely on my to do list for um, one day. Uh, But yeah, I'm not I'm not there yet. So I simply um, put this um, throw it away with the bio trash for, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, yeah, right now, where do you say it's really important for you to keep your house clean in a sustainable way, like cleaners and laundry detergents? And do you have certain sustainability factors there? Like, that the products are natural, what's the packaging, things like that. 
Yeah, yeah. In fact, I did have a phase uh, a few years ago where I tried to make um, my own detergents. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Um, it takes a little bit of time. And uh, right now I look for the best um, things that I found, find on the market. Um, I take my own containers and I bring them to the zero waste stores and I take uh, detergents there usually. So this way I don't need to um, have any packaging at all. Um, there are many, many accessible options right now, even in Austria, in DM, and I'm pretty sure in yeah, in other countries as well, wherever your listeners are, there are, for example, uh, machines where you can refill your washing detergents. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a super cool company um, for people who la- like to order things online. It's called Everdrop, and uh, they have dissolvable um, like tablets, and you can uh, make anything from washing detergents to um, yeah, window cleaners. Clean soap, everything. Yeah. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's a good thing. Um, just also with this, if people are listening to this, to really um, just like look around your house and say, like, pick up a cleaning product, look at the packaging, what is it made of, and what is actually in there? Like, for example, a laundry detergent or a dish soap, what are you actually putting in your water? You know, like realizing that all that we buy and then put in for example into our water and what we water our plants with it all comes back to us in a way so I think um also um for you maybe the starting point um, was the documentary um the real cost and then like for some people it's a wake-up call about fashion they say okay this is so unsustainable I have to do something about it and then you kind of realize how every aspect in our lives needs to be um eco-friendly fied you know what I mean like yeah. then you realize it's not just one thing it's everything in our lives from the bank that we use from um, the cleaners we use from the food we shop you kind of have to um wake up to like the whole entire concept of it yeah yeah absolutely i couldn't agree more and in fact you know to some people who simply don't have the time to deal with it enough it often sounds a little bit like you know this green person or eco person who just tries to do everything perfectly but in fact it's not about that but it's about really coming back to our nature as human beings and just simply being you know doing everything in a way that's better for us for our health for staying longer on this planet for the next generation to still be able to enjoy this planet we need simply yeah. need, need to change how we do things and yeah these detergents they are so often simply selling plastic bottles because what is inside is something that's i don't know so simple to make or even has a completely unnecessary uh, toxic ingredients yeah yeah um and um how on that note how would you think is like a good way to give someone an, an incentive or like a push to try and live more sustainably like if you would talk to a friend who is completely not open to this what would be something like how you would try to convince a person to kind of look at the world and try to kind of revamp their their own life yeah, what I usually try to do is 
pick a friend uh, uh, up and bring them along to a zero waste store so they can see how uh, fun actually it is to do that and to yeah. fill their own jars and so on. And then I always like to think about the fact that um, anytime we spend money, we cast a vote for the world that we want to see. I think I don't remember anymore uh, whose quote that is. But in fact, it's so true that we spend money every day on so little things sometimes, but those little things add up. And anytime we buy, I don't know, capsules for the dishwasher, um, we support a business and we say, yes, I agree. This is how, you know, yeah. you, you simply yeah, yeah, support the way things are done. And uh, if you make these little switches, I don't know, go for the bio um, detergent and whatever in the long run it makes a difference because it adds to the yeah. yeah and also keeping this thing in mind like at least if if like every other person for example if a hundred people are are making the bad choice at least you know i can sleep at night thinking i'm not putting any toxic laundry detergent into my water you know i'm not contributing no matter if other people say okay it doesn't make a difference it doesn't make an impact but as you said those little things add up because for example i also read recently um that like by pre-rinsing dishes that people before they put them into the dishwasher in the u.s alone by doing this little mindless act um 150 billion uh, liters of water are wasted every year in the u.s just by pre-rinsing dishes and then putting them in the dishwasher where they get washed anyway because it's such a mindless thing people do but if you think mm -hmm. of this massive amount of water that is wasted by something like that and everybody thinks oh i'm just doing that so at the end it's as you said the little things that add up in in a huge amount yeah yeah I think it's important to remember that really the systemic ch changes are needed, but we can still do all of these and should really do all of these things in our everyday lives. So now, I mean, we've covered fashion, we've covered food, we've covered cleaning and household products. I think that's a really good incentive for a few people to say, okay, maybe I should look around my house and see what I can do differently. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, one thing that I want to add is just not be afraid to do things imperfectly in fact let us all do things imperfectly and be imperfect environmentalists because i think this is totally the way to go and we don't need a bunch of small people being perfect but we just need small steps from everyone and simply more awareness for the yeah service. And I think really um, also the thing you said, which is so important, I mean, this quote has been said over and over again, but it's just true. We vote with our money. We show also with our money um, what we think is okay and um, what we think that brands can sell because any money that we give to a brand is um, supporting them. And I think that's really important also to just, think about and keep in mind every time um we pick something up and then buy it yeah totally 100%. Yeah. well i thank you so much for this talk thank you so much for being here today thank you so much stella it was a total pleasure and thank you for what you do too i thank you as well isn't this just great that we all then just decide in our own way to spread the word and help bring more awareness in our own way yeah, totally. And it's been amazing connecting 
with you. So keep up doing what you're doing. Thank you for talking to me and have a great rest of your day and a great vacation. Thank you. Same to you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, please check out all of Desi's information and her podcast, the Sustainability Issue Podcast, which is all linked down below. And feel free, again, if you have any questions for me or Desi, to send it in on my Instagram at thrive underscore by nature. And I'll see you next episode.